It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Good evening. Welcome to Alexandra and Friends 660 The Answer. Thank you for tuning in like you do every Saturday night. We appreciate it. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. And this evening, I'm here with our my co-host, Courtney, because V is still traveling, and we have some amazing guests. Courtney? Good evening. How are you? I'm good. I'm having a little technical difficulty. I'm trying to figure out why I can't hear. Well, it's probably because our producer just shut us off, I guess. He's tired of us. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. How was your week? Traveling? Crazy. Crazy. Traveling. We're end of the month, and it's just crazy in the insurance industry right now, and I'm sure you're seeing it in your industry, and we've got some great guests that are starting to get crazy in their industries. Woo-hoo. One that's, I'm sure, picking up now that things are starting to open back up, and another one that is probably seeing the residual, I guess, real estate transactions kind of roll into her business. So I'm excited about this evening's guests. Me too. But I want to talk to you a little bit because you are an adjuster and also in the real estate business. We're still having problems on getting adjusters to come to the locations of our properties. Well, we're still, still having have claims. five units I have not even looked at. So what I'm seeing now is that, you know, there's a lot of people over X amount of time that didn't use maybe their guest bathroom or they're starting to do their outdoor landscaping they haven't turned those hose bibs on and so those uh lines are now being used and they had damage as a result of the winter storm and so i'm still seeing claims being called in because hose bibs are blowing through the brick and flooding a bedroom um so it's it's been never ending honestly but corny what i find this week i met with four adjusters none of them from texas rhode island Mm -hmm. oregon new york they're coming to texas to do and they have no idea what happened in January or what happened in mm-hmm. December. And they look at you like with this uh, eyes of a, of a lamb that they kind of, oh, don't kill me, you know, because they have no idea. I have a, I have a commercial complex, five townhomes, and this we had to move the, the clients out. Mm-hmm. And, and we're paying for hotel. We're paying for all this. And, and I'm, I'm asking this, Matthew, on Sunday, wh- when do you think we're going to have? Well, we don't know. Well, let me ask you this. We've had clients in my agency where the ca- catastrophe teams have been deployed, mm-hmm. and that's what you're talking that's about, people I'm from all about. over the yes. country. They're on this rotation. They work like 21 days, and then they're off a week or two. And so when you have somebody that is working on a team, it's kind of like you hope that you get that person that is really mm-hmm. ha- has a strong work ethic and mm-hmm. is really trying to help the customer. When you see that initially, what I do is I bypass that. I go right up. And I know you do this, too. I already did. So those companies should be issuing immediate loss of use payments. And typically the the amount is a couple thousand dollars just to get them to cover maybe that month of hotel. So have you asked them for that, I've asked that for first payment? I, I hate to tell you, and I'm not going to say who the company is, but you will be getting the business here pretty soon. Because this is ridiculous. We This is, Jen, what was it, December? No, nope, February. February. No, when when did we have the February? February. We're already going into May. Mm-hmm. We've got five tenants that we're moving. We have to move them mm-hmm. because the what happened with us is the sprinkler systems mm-hmm. opened up. And you're talking about the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, and the whole complex is wet and starting to get all kinds of other things. So are those people also documenting all of their personal items well, if they, things yeah. got wet feet of furniture all and that, clothes. All that. Okay. Thank goodness they had renter's insurance, which is very mm-hmm. important. But neither here nor there, what I find is that the uh, this young people that are coming out to the adjusters, what you call them, they have inside adjuster, outside adjuster, in between adjuster, <laughs> and then you have somebody that calls you from headquarters and say, by the way, I'm your new adjuster. What, what happened to the one that was here mm-hmm. yesterday? They moved him to another another location. Right. So I, I think that there's something in the industry of, of, of adjusters and insurance that needs to be looked at. Well, really, and I, really I completely agree. I will say that that storm threw everybody for a loop. It's something where if you see bad weather coming in, that's one thing. At least you can kind of tee up your, your company and prepare for that. But nobody had prepared for Earcot no, to have no. the, the issue that they did with the grid to shut down. And I actually had a, um, a customer that was working on the grid and his tree ended up freezing over and imprinting on his home. And he didn't realize it because he was working on trying to get the power back up for everybody several days later. And so now it's really difficult because we don't have proof that that's what it was. So now I'm also elevating with the insurance company. And that's why I think it's just really important where we kind of take for granted that 
you know, we've got the insurance, we pay the bill, and if something happens, it's going to be covered. But I think there's always a a step within that process. And it's really good to have an advocate for you in your corner. And I think that for my clients, that's something where I always tell them, Hey, call me first before we even call the insurance company. Let's make sure that we've got X, Y, and Z documented. This is the conversation that needs to happen with the insurance company. I want to help be the point of contact. I can't work for you on behalf of like a legality standpoint. I can't advise you certain things, but I can sure help make a phone call and, and use the correct terminology um, to be able to help get that claim covered. So that's kind of, I, I get it. And I know, I know the company you're talking about, but there's unfortunately issues with every company oh, out there, absolutely. you know? Absolutely. And so I think it's just the squeaky wheel gets the grease in certain situations. So. Well, it's kind of funny. We're talking about insurance today because we have an amazing guest here by the name of Jamie Dixon with the Old Republic Home, Home warranty. warranty. Yes. And we talk about that. Good evening. How are you, Jamie? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. So we're talking, when I have problems with my clients that they can't get the dishwasher going on, guess who do I call? Mm-hmm. Jamie. Yeah. So let me ask you this. A lot of people don't even know the difference between what a home insurance policy is versus a home warranty policy. Jamie, what, what does a home warranty policy actually do and why would somebody want it? Right. So the difference basically is your 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 state farms nationwide, all state and whatnot, they are going to be covering your foundation, your exterior structure and the major components uh, therein. Home warranty companies are a mitigation tool for everything on the inside. Um, that would be just as an example, because you can see by oh, my it's a great you, book. Well, yes. I was going to say you can see by the back of this, it's or page 10. It's It's an extensive list, but essentially anything inside that you can think of as in your cooktop, your microwave, your anything built into the house, your um, wiring, your plumbing stoppages, um, GFIC, you know, anything that has to do with in, in, just kind of think of it in time in terms of being inside the house. The big one being the HVAC. We do cover all HVAC units with no limit on refrigerant and how many units you have. So, um, again, it's a mitigation tool. We primarily are in the resale um, real estate transaction space. We do to provide consumer policies, but it does need to come through an agent referral like Alexandra. She would reach out to me and say, hey, I've got a referral for you. And then I would handle it from that point. Um, so a lot of the home insurance companies are now offering what they call home equipment breakdown. And that's fine. It covers a lot of the similar things that a home warranty would pay for. It's a lot less money. But what happens is it's a claim those still count as a claim on your homeowner's rate. So you may say, okay, I'm only adding $50, $60 a year to my home insurance policy to have the same coverage that potentially a third-party home warranty would would provide. But once you call that in, it goes on your history, it stays on there for several years, and it affects your rate. So you're going to end up paying probably the same amount, um, and, and you can't call your home insurance company for the microwave, for the water heater, for the, you know, whatever issue it may be. But you can call this home warranty, I'm assuming for each individual issue, obviously subject to a service fee and then, you know, whatever you're paying per month or if you decide to pay it in full. And I love home warranty. And I always tell people, hey, I can offer you this coverage on the home insurance policy, but this is like the last line of defense. This is for big stuff. This is the stuff that maybe um, the home warranty won't cover. And if you're like me and maybe you don't have a handy spouse at home, like I'm married to a man that loves to fix stuff, but in the process of fixing the thing that needs to be fixed, he may usually always break a multiple other things to get to that part where, that needs to be fixed. So we have to have a home warranty because I don't have time to sit there and fix all the things because that's usually that's like that's like my thing. Like I can pull up YouTube and try to play with it and fix it, you know, but it, if, for a man, you, you that's you can't do that. Right. You know, you can't do that. So we have a home warranty um, and I love it. And I love it. But I hear a lot of things where people are like, oh, home warranties, they don't cover anything. Well, let me tell you something. I've never had a problem with a home warranty. And I think what happens is, and this is the same with all lines of insurance, when you have an issue, you are not a plumber, you're not a pool tech, you are not a HVAC person, you don't know how to properly diagnose the issue. So when you call something in, why don't you just say, it's broken, Why do you need to go in and say all of these things that you have no idea? What is let the tech come out and do their due diligence? And I feel like I have a better success rate of somebody having their claim, their home warranty. If you just let it be and let the adjusters and or the the techs do their job. Jamie, how long have you been with uh, Old Republic? I've been with Old Republic two years now and formerly came from 
uh, one of our competitors that is almost as good as we are, which is First American. Um, and I, I would say that in this industry, and you know this, Alexandra, it's highly competitive. Um, if you're out in the coastal bend, you might have three home warranties or East Texas. You might have three providers from which to choose. In Dallas-Fort Worth, there are 27 home warranty companies. All that being said, only the three of us, Old Republic, First American, and Fidelity, are actually owned by title insurance companies, the largest in the U.S. and abroad. The others are repair companies, most often startups, something very important. Tell us a little bit, because that was what impressed me so much and why I do business with you 100% because of the title insurance. Tell us a little bit about that and what happens when you make a phone call to your office. You cover those people and and they can always complain to the um, state for that. Right. Well, we are not governed by the TDI, no. the Texas okay. Department of Insurance. Now, our holding company is Old Republic International, and they're well diversified. But primarily, we are associated in in, in thought process in this industry with Old Republic title. Um, but we're all owned by Old Republic International. So, again, they are all governed by the TDI or, uh, the you know, the Department of Insurance, DOI, in each state that they're licensed to do business in. So, no, you would not be able to call TDI. Uh, with an issue with us, but here again, we are governed by the rules under Old Republic title, if that makes any sense. Very good. We're on the promulgated one to four, so we are subject to Trek rules for sure. And I'm a, we are all Trek instructors at Old Republic Home Protection. That's a little bit of a, a different twist. Um, so we can teach these classes for you guys. And when we're saying uh, Trek, that means that we're part of the real estate, mm. the 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 board of realtors in Texas. So that's, uh, that's our contract one to four. Mm. So um, anyway, we're having such a good evening tonight. We're talking about insurance and soon we're going to be talking about traveling and we're going to mix it all together because we do know how to do that. Yes. I do want to make sure that we go ahead and put out the website. That's now fully live, right? Alexandra and friends. That's it. www.alexandrandfriends.com. And we also have our Facebook, Alexander and Friends 660. You can message us there. Please like our page. All of our podcasts are also shared on our Facebook page along now with the website with cool pictures and details of everything. And then um, you can also go ahead and shoot us an email at alexanderandfriends660 at gmail.com. And Jamie, give us your information. How can we get in in touch with you? Well, probably the best thing is direct email. If you go to the Old Republic ORHP website, I believe it's um, it's it's user friendly, but it's you're dealing with multiple states. It can be difficult to get to Texas. It would be best to go directly to Jamie, J-A-M-I-D at O-R-H-P dot com. Maybe we can put that on the Facebook. We will. We'll link we will. that together or something of that sort. It's all we will. public information on my Facebook. We will. We will do that. And her name is Jamie Dixon with Old Republic Home Warranty. And we are really happy for you being here today. So Thank I hope you, you enjoy us, our program as we mix back and forth. We never know what our travel agency is going to speak about. Let's talk about travel. Yes, I'm yes, ready. yes, yes. Uh, this is Alexander and Friends 660 The Answer. This show is brought to you by... Miller Title, Roberto Perez. We're going to go on a trip here real soon, somewhere in the United States or around the world. So we're back with Jamie Dixon with Old Republic, and we're going to introduce Mr. Steve Cosgrove with Dynamic Travel and Cruises. And then my friend and uh, co-host, Courtney, is here with me today. I don't know where V is, but wherever she is, we miss She's you. She's already traveling. <laughs> she already got the memo. She's gone. She's gone. And, of course, we want to make sure that we thank Michael Clark for putting up with us tonight. So, Jamie, tell us a little bit more. We want to hear more about uh, Old Republic uh, Home Warranty because I think there's some amazing things that you want to speak about. And, and Courtney, you were talking about that this insurance is not like your regular homeowner's insurance. Right. Is that correct? Is that what you were talking? Right. Yep. I I would say that the home warranty is your first line of defense. I think it could save you um, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars over the, the, the time that you're in your home. And it's licensed, insured professionals that are coming in and taking care of a problem. That's there's warranty that's associated with it. And it's just the peace of mind. I think it's worth a home warranty is worth every every bit of what it costs. And I'm I'm excited. I've got the book in front of me for Old Republic and. Their package is very comprehensive. There's multi-levels that you can choose from, and I think this would be great if anybody is in the real estate industry, especially now with everything that's going on with the market and people are foregoing a lot of the inspections and buying properties as is. 
you need a home warranty, and I think you should definitely get in touch with Jamie to uh, to do that. And you mentioned it was a realtor referral. Can they reach out to you directly, or it's got to come through Alexandra to come to you, or how does that work? They can reach out to me directly, and um, if they don't have an agent that did refer them, I'll most likely put it under Alexandra's name uh, so that we can, you know, in other words, do a proper referral with our company. And we do work on claims loss ratios and things of that sort. So she's got a very, very low one. Uh, So does the United Real Estate Office. A little bit of a convoluted conversation. But, yes, they can call me directly. And if they don't have an agent referral, I'll put them under Alexandra's name so that we can get that policy issued. And Oh, go ahead. No, you go. Tell us a little bit about... What happens when when my client calls you for for a claim? Do they go through with you, or they or what's the process? Right, they they I will certainly assist them, Alexandra. But uh, no, they do not go through me. Uh, if they if they lose the number or they don't know how to get on the internet and link that property to you know to to the policy, uh, then they can certainly call me and I will walk them through the process. It's it's so simple that if you've never used a computer. My parents are 89. They have an old Republic policy. Uh, My dad is legally blind. My mother simply has the toll-free number on speed dial. And she calls up and they say, do you have a policy number? She says, I do, but I have no idea what it is. (laughs) And they say, that's okay. What's your property address? And from there, she says, okay, I have a plumbing stoppage, you know, or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's as simple as that. And they put her in the system and, you know, within 24 hours, she receives a call from one of our licensed contractors. And um, it's it's that simple. Well, I want to tell you that I had an emergency. I brought my husband home from the hospital and um, somehow the uh, pl- the plumbing, it was cold. The plumbing had overloaded in the, in the um, garage. And I called and at 10 o'clock at night, we had somebody come from your company, which was amazing. That's awesome. Because that was, you know, I had, it was an emergency. Mm-hmm. My husband had just come home from the hospital. And I had to have somebody to come. So, so I noticed that when you send, uh, you you yourself do not do any repairs. It comes from other people. They're outside third party. Is that correct? It, so, tell us how your process works. It, and, it is, and and what I what I what I particularly value about Old Republic Home Protection and how they go about the vetting process with our contractors is amazing. Because I've been in this industry a good while, I know what it looks like on the other side. Um, our contractors, it takes approximately three months, if not longer, to be um, to come on board with us. We pro- we we require three times the limit of liability than any other home warranty company, um, which is is a protection not only for a real estate agent, the broker, his E and O piggybacks off his or her E and O. It also is a protection ultimately for the homeowner. Um, if there were to be um, a large disaster, I can't think of what that would be except for. Somebody comes out and does a repair on a dishwasher and they maybe don't hook up the the water line properly, Mm. you know, and next thing you know, we've got a major flood. In that event, we will hold responsible that contractor. And if need be, we will go after them along with the homeowner. We'll facilitate that um, process. And and now I've seen that one time in my tenure, uh, but it doesn't mean that it couldn't happen. But here again, we're, we're trying to mitigate that up front so that we have good people in the home. I heard you talking to Courtney a little bit about the R2, is that correct? R22, which is free on for the layperson. Can you explain a little bit about this? Sure. Sure. Approximately three years ago, the EPA, um, you know, came about with R22 being dangerous to the ozone and some other issues. They've been wanting to get rid of it for years, and they finally did pull the trigger approximately in January. It's completely no longer on our trucks. Um, I can't speak to what other home warranty uh, companies will do across the United States. But I can speak to what Old Republic will do, and that is we will no longer use R22. We will follow the EPA guidelines. What we will do is switch over and modify units to Puron if and when that's a, you know, that's a claim. It, it is absolutely ever-present and foremost on listing agent and buyer reps' minds because they are saying, hey, listen, this house was built in 82. We've got, an, a, a, you know, an OEM from 1992. What are we going to do? What does this look like after we get to the table and we close and there's a mechanical failure? What will Old Republic do in this, this event? Sounds like my house and my my AC sure. unit. <laughs> Those dates match up perfect. It, yeah, yes, it, it, I was going to say it's it, it's extremely common and and more and more as we see parts, cheaper parts coming in from abroad on all of our appliances, our refrigerators, our washer and dryers. 
you know, it increases our claims. And, and so, you know, you know how that works. We ultimately are looking at loss ratios. So it is absolutely important to have a home warranty in place to mitigate that cost uh, to the home to the homeowner. And what I heard from Courtney uh, say, every, if, if you have a homeowner's policy, which covers a lot of big. Uh, I say insurance, home and auto is catastrophic events. Yes. Catastrophic. That's when you call them. Mm-hmm. The other stuff, home warranty. Home warranty. Well, and, and, and I'd like to say this because I think it's something I say at least 25 times a week to both agents and homeowners when they do find my number and get through to me. Home warranties, if you understand them and understand what they provide, they're an incredibly valuable tool. You have to think about it. You're talking about maybe five to 600 for a year of coverage, which could save you thousands. So, you know, it's, it's a big deal. But here's, here, here's the premise of a home warranty company. It's based on two things mechanical failure, and natural wear and tear. Just like other insurance companies, acts of God, we don't cover that. Um, You know, I have the base standard, and then I have on the added um, appliance, and then the pool. And that, thank goodness, I have the pool coverage because, Mm -hmm. I mean, pool is, you just... You throw money into it. I mean, it is a money pit and I have an older pool. I don't have a fancy new pool. I've got this thing that's all rigged up and, you know, it still works and we're just going to let it be until it finally kicks the bucket. But um, I use the home warranty for that constantly, constantly. And and it's something where there's people that are out there that can go ahead and replace an O-ring and a valve and a booster pump and whatever else. But uh, I can't do that. And you know how handy husband can't do that. So um, they're out all the time. And it's it has saved thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. It's worth every penny. I agree. Um, I love our pool coverage, as a matter of fact. And I no longer have a pool, but I did at my lake house. And I had had Old Republic a short nine months when I had my first claim on my pool and spa, and um, I when they when when the guy came out and said your pool pump's completely out, I thought, oh man, here we go. You know, I paid what four hundred ninety dollars for the policy at the time, and um, the pool pump replacement, the retail cost on that was three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I wrote a check to Old Republic for non covered costs, meaning there were some out of codes, there were some things that weren't covered on the mm-hmm, warranty. Mm-hmm. I wrote a check for two hundred and eighty two dollars for a three thousand dollar retail priced pump. Um, that and another story on my HVAC that I won't get into because each story is different. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say every the, claim is different. Every claim is different. Every home is different. But I personally have ha- have have Old Republic on two of my homes and I, I couldn't be more impressed. Mm-hmm. I am very impressed. And I like the way that your book is uh, set up your in the back. So you can cho- if you can choose the yeah. coverage you right. want. Your levels. You've your got levels. Different so levels. I always encourage my clients, you know, I pay for it for, for you at the beginning, but mm-hmm. Try in your twenty-four, your 12, 12 months is what your coverage is. So I encourage them to continue uh, for future because they they want to you know keep that kind of coverage yes. all the way through. Yeah. So so let me ask you a question. When when you uh, title companies are the ones that really refer you. When when I take my contract, I mm-hmm. tell the title company, hey, I need you to go ahead and use Old Republic. Do they call you, or do I usually, or is it the agents usually get in touch with you? Well, it's a combination thereof, Alexandra. I, I, I will take it whichever way it comes. I'm, I'm a little unusual. I'm very hands-on. I don't have encumbrances life. My kids are grown. So when an agent or a title person asks me to create the invoice for the closing, I, I stop what I'm doing and I get it done. I know. I, know. I, I, I stop what I'm doing and I get it done. I, that, that way I, I can certainly ensure, you know, less errors. Uh, but yes, if, you, if the title come during, this is a real estate transaction only that we're mm-hmm. referring to, but right. yes. The title company either will set it up on his or her, her own uh, mm-hmm. because they have a login to Old Republic right. or because they are busy. They have better things to do. Title people are busy. All the time. They will yes. send it to me. I will do it or the agent can send it directly to me. And and here again, I think for purposes of this show as well, the consumer policy, we don't advertise, but we absolutely do provide consumer policies. And I encourage people right now and how things are going with appliances and we're all staying home more using them and abusing them, I encourage them to get a home warranty. So when they renew the policy, let's say 12 months, my client's going to call you and they're going to renew. Do they get a special rate for that or is that different completely? The renewal is different. Well, I always ask for the original real estate transaction pricing and generally we get it. If they've had an exorbitant amount of claims, we will look at the claims loss ratio, make a determination at that point if it needs to be a higher rate. 
Is there, do you have a, um, you know, for my industry with the home and auto and all that stuff, we can pull like loss runs and we can pull claim history. Does home warranty have its own system where you can see claims history? Like, can you see another company's claims that have been filed by that particular client? I cannot see claims from First American or Fidelity or anyone else. No. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, so you how, really, you can see that. That's interesting. Well, that they, remember, our claims are not reported to the TDI mm-hmm. and our claims are not considered going against the policy itself. Right. It's a little different. Yeah. Interesting. Thank, well, good, thank goodness. Okay. Well. So let's recap your information. You're yes, with ma'am. Old Republic and we could reach you via email at Jamie, J-A-M-I-D as in Dixon, at ORHP.com. That's the best way. I can give you my cell as well. I get multiple texts each day from people I don't know. Let me give you that as well. That's area code 214-537-2593. And if anybody's with another company and they want to use you, they can call you and say, Jamie, we want you to write our our policy. We'll we'll pick up where the other company uh, policy date is ending, or if they want to cancel it early, I don't recommend that. But if that's what they want to do, we certainly pick it up. Well, we really appreciate you, Jamie, being here tonight. Yeah, thank and you. uh and we are with Courtney, my co host, and Mr. Steve Cosgrove, the owner and great, great uh gentleman from Dynamic Travel and Cruises in South Lake, Texas. Good uh, evening. How are you? Great. Steve, I don't so know good what's to in see your, you. I don't know what's in your coffee, Alexander. You can just keep the compliments coming. <laughs> we want a free trip. <laughs> ah, there it is. We knew there was something. Knew there was a hook in there somewhere. Steve, tell us a little bit about you and how long you've been in the industry because I've, I've known you for about 25, 30 years. So. Yeah, I started in 76 with the old Frontier Airlines and then uh, in 81 started Dynamic Travel out in South Lake. And uh, just too dumb to get out of the industry. So it's very <laughs> addictive, as you know. Oh, it is. So what was the adventure? What made you open the uh, Dynamic Travel? Well, I left the airlines uh, because I had dealt with opera management. And I knew they were not <laughs> long of this life. And they folded about four years after I left. And I uh, wanted to stay in the business. But I realized I couldn't own an airline. I didn't care to work for one. I didn't care to work for a travel agency. So I started my own. Awesome. Well, and you did the right thing, right? So uh, Sometimes. T- <laughs> so besides having dynamic travel, you're also involved with uh, with a retail store, correct? Yeah, American Airlines came to me about 12 years ago and asked me to reopen their employee store at the airport. So we operate the DFW employee store, which is right next to gate C2 at DFW. And it's a store carrying uh, airline logo items, coasters, bag tags, toys, model airplanes, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, all that kind of stuff, uh, mainly for American employees, but the consumer can come in. So if you're a frequent traveler with American Airlines and you're wanting an American Airlines polo, you can come to our store and get it. Awesome. Well, tell us, what's the hot uh, hot places to go to right now? What do, you, what do you recommend and when are the cruises coming back and what is the cruise situation going, uh, happening? What's going on? Well, that's kind of shaky on the cruise situation. In fact, we were just notified uh, this week that Regent... Uh, has delayed their sailings now until September. Uh, NCL has put off a number of their sailings until September. Oceana has put off their sailings until September. Uh, There's some sporadic sailings out there, like NCL's got some stuff out of Europe. Uh, They've got a Southern Caribbean sailing, uh, but they're still locked down from being able to sail out of U.S. ports, and that's really hurting things. Um, Most of the other cruise lines doing the same thing. Uh, Royal Caribbean started the sailing out of Bermuda. Uh, they've started the sailing out of, uh, I think, St. Martin. Uh, they've got a couple going out of Europe. Uh, the problem with all of those is the tr- air traffic. Uh, just not as many flights going into Bermuda as Miami or St. Martin. And uh, they also found that when they announced those sailings, the airlines hiked the fares to those destinations almost overnight because they knew the planes would be filled up with the passengers wanting to go on the cruises. So it's kind of a two-edged sword there. Uh, otherwise, everybody's waiting for Europe particularly to open up, and we're starting to see signs of that. France has indicated they're going to uh, start reducing their requirements. Uh, the EU has said they felt that by summer uh, vaccinated Americans could go, um, and that's really going to open the floodgates once we get the green light to start going to those destinations. What about Canada? Has Canada opened the border up yet? No, Trudeau's still got to shut down and nobody going to Canada. You can mm-hmm. wave across the border, and that's about it. So in 2020, 
I had a trip planned to Switzerland and Italy, and then that wasn't going to work out. So we changed it to Banff. That was the next on my list. And then obviously COVID hit and couldn't couldn't go. But once they open up, I think that's going to be, we're going to try and redo Banff. Have you been to either one of those? I've, I've been to all three. What, what, what do you love? What is the best? Tell me where to go. Uh, Italy, Tuscany. Yeah. So I, uh, Cinque Terre. Stay. Did you go to Venice? Did you like Venice? Yeah. Or is, yeah. Is that? I, I actually took a Windstar cruise out of Venice. I would love to do the Mediterranean cruise. And it, when we were planning Italy, I was going to do like the Amalfi Coast and Rome. And mm. I didn't. I didn't care too much about Venice versus some of the other you know places that I wanted to see. I wanted to go into Tuscany, but um, I'm I'm excited that we've met because now with you having experience with that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to have you help me plan the next trip. Um, so what happened with you in, in COVID when everything shut down? What did your year look like in 2020? Uh, sucky would be an appropriate word. Right. Um, basically went away. Uh, there, nobody could travel anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was difficult to make decisions on make plans because you're thinking, well, I'll go to New York. And then New York shuts down. And then, well, I'll go to California. And California shuts mm-hmm. down. And it seemed like every time you turned around, as soon as you plan something, that state shut down. Uh, so it was very difficult and frustrating for people. Uh, we basically stopped marketing uh, anything that was going out. We we said stuff about travel and mm-hmm. things like that. But as far as trying to get people to book, uh, I decided, no, I'm not going to try to encourage you to book because I'm tired of booking you and then turning around three weeks later and say, well, that's canceled. Do you right. want a future cruise credit or do you want a refund? Um, and it was just very frustrating for the passengers and the customers. With domestic travel... I guess Florida is kind of what I'm keying in on. Did you discover any maybe additional resorts or did Florida do anything down in the Keys as far as like all inclusive? Have you seen people kind of going there because it's open, it's available? I mean, is has had 2020 brought anything, I guess, to light about more stuff that's available in the U.S.? Uh, to a certain extent. Uh, what's also happening is the airlines are opening up new routes to these vacation destinations. Um, it's kind of a two-edged sword because these tourism offices have no budget to market with because their budget is based upon hotel revenue. Mm-hmm. And of course, there was no hotel revenue last year. Mm-hmm. So all of them have had their budgets cut drastically. Uh, even the tour companies, the cruise lines, uh, they want to advertise, they want to market, but they don't have any money. Uh, the reps have no budgets to do any co-op, anything like that, uh, and don't foresee having any anytime soon. So, uh, you know, we've seen some you know, domestic destinations picking up Hawaii, of course, mm-hmm. uh, people want to go to Alaska, but again, the rules there, um, you know, of having to get your tests, you don't pass and you got to stay, you know, at your own expense in the hotel. Yeah. Who wants to go to Hawaii and, and hang out in a hotel for 14 days right. while they wait for a positive test to come right. in? Uh, the vaccine is helping, uh, people don't want to hear it, but you know, get the vaccine, get the card. Uh, it's going to make travel a whole lot easier. I just saw the other day Bahamas. Uh, if you've had the vaccine, you don't have to get tested now if you go to the Bahamas. Interesting. Do not under any case go buy a fake COVID vaccine card. One, wow. it's against federal law. And right. two, if you go to a foreign country and come down sick and you've got the fake vaccine card. You're, you're going to jail. Probably, yeah. Steve, what did you do with your employees, uh, with your agents, when during all this situation, all this COVID shutdown? Uh, you know, they, they were good in that they continued helping their clients, but we put them on unemployment uh, because with the uh, extra bonuses, you know, benefits they were getting per week, uh, they actually didn't take a real big pay cut in most cases uh, between unemployment and the additional benefits that uh, was coming out, you know, mm-hmm. 600 a week. So uh, they took that, and then from home where they're set up to work, uh, they continued helping their clients uh, get rebooked, get canceled, get the future cruise credit applied, uh, answer their questions, stuff like that. And now with everything starting to come back, we're bringing them back, you know, bit by bit as things pick up. So where is your hottest uh, trip right now going to Mexico, Oaxaca, where do you, where, where, what this trips are you planning This is a free trip she's trying to get out of you, by the way. Oh, Hawaii, Hawaii, and Hawaii. What part of Hawaii? Any. Really? Yeah. So Um, I've been to Hawaii. Couldn't even tell you which I, maybe Honolulu. I was young. Um, My mother loves Hawaii. She's been to all the different areas, but what's like the best place in Hawaii where it's not 
um, I guess, not so much off the beaten path, but not so commercialized, so touristy. Like, I know when we went, we did the whole, um, what is it? The luau and the, mm-hmm, yeah. the things with the dance and the hay, the straw skirts and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the pig roast and all that good yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, I went to Pearl Harbor. Where is that Honolulu? What is, That's Honolulu. Okay. So then uh, what's another great part of Hawaii? Maui. That, Maui. And uh, Lahaina. Sorry, okay. Uh, Lahaina is really neat. Go there on a Friday night or Saturday night, and it's art night awesome. in town. And you can go from art gallery to art gallery, and they'll have drinks and snacks and stuff like that. And you that sounds the, amazing. You can watch the sunset. You can see the whales reaching out in the in the bay and stuff like that. It's a very nice way to spend the evening. Our and producer is saying Kauai. Kauai is nice. Why would somebody... You know, and I think everything now, it's like we get on our phones, we get on the computer, and we see all the spam that we get from all of these sites that can do all the work for us. Why why a travel agent versus some of those sites that you see where you um, can do it yourself? Why well, pick a travel agent? You know, we're talking to the destinations, and we're talking to our clients when they come back. So you've never received an email from a hotel saying, by the way, our uh, in-room air conditioner sparks and we're right across from a, a trash dump, and uh, we haven't changed our sheets in a couple of days. Uh, they always, you know, tell you the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't mention that they're in a neighborhood that's probably not real safe to even get out from your car to walk into the hotel. Um, they're not going to tell you the bad. You and know. just the, you know, if you're pretty savvy being able to piecemeal flights and hotels and arrangements like that's that's fine but for me i want somebody to handle all that for me i just want to be like hey just do this for me and you're going to put together everything right yes you know in our agents you know i've got one she's a disney fanatic but more than that she's also uh has allergies so if you've got a child with peanut allergies and you want to go walt disney world Mm -hmm. she's going to tell you which restaurants can do a menu for your kid you know, you've got a kid with special needs. Mm-hmm. She's going to tell you how to do Disney with special needs situations. So you avoid the lines, you avoid the bright lights, you avoid the noise and stuff like that that may cause your child to have a breakdown. Uh, All the can, industry secrets you guys have an in, and you've been there, done that, and you kind of know. She is good enough at Disney. Disney has tried to hire her three times. Really? Yeah. That's she, awesome. She, Excellent. I think she has Mickey's cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> she knows Disney back and forth. I've got another agent who's from New Zealand. She goes down to Australia every year well, wow. in the last couple of years. Right. If you want to go to New Zealand or Australia, you know, you take Sue and she's even got the you know, New Zealand accent, mm-hmm. you know, and she's going to tell you, you know, how to do New Zealand and Australia. And if you walk in and say, I've got a week, I want to go to Australia, New Zealand, she's going to tell you, no, I'm, I won't even help you mm-hmm. because it's going to be nothing but a bad trip. Right. That's good. Honest feedback to to give you... I guess the best experience possible. Yeah, because nobody go, nobody wants to go to Vegas and stay in the cheapest hotel room because it rents by the hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I like that, Steve. <laughs> nobody, nobody comes back from a trip and say how much money they save. Right. You know, I can remember a, a gentleman came into our office several years ago, and his son was graduated from high school, and he said, "I want to take him to Europe," and he laid out a, about an eleven country trip in twelve days. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I said. As your son, I will hate you mm-hmm. if you take me on this trip. And he goes, well, what should we do? And I said, well, let's do London, Paris, and you guys want to do Nice and Monte Carlo. We'll do that. I said, take this map home and look at the train between Paris and Nice. And you, they had a rail pass. I said, at some point, I want you to get off the train. You and your son rent a couple of bikes and bike to the next train station. Oh, and wow. somewhere along the way, I want you to buy a picnic, lunch stuff, and park the bikes next to a vineyard. And sit there and have lunch. And I said, this will be the day you remember 20 years from now awesome. of the entire trip. So you put packages together and, and make the make it happen. Yeah, and we deal with groups and stuff like that. Right. Well, you're listening to Alexander and Friends. We have Steve Cosgrove here with Dynamic Travel and Cruises. Courtney is uh, sitting there enjoying thinking about where um, our next I've got trip my, is. Yes. And, of course, um, our, our producer is thinking about Hawaii. So. Yes. You're listening to Alexander and Friends 660, The Answer. Don't forget to like our our Facebook page, Alexander and Friends 660, and our new website, Alexander and Friends. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. And I'm here with Courtney today and a wonderful guest that we had. Jamie just left us, but 
Well, what a great show with her on on the. Um, you know, I love that stuff. Homework, all I that know, insurance talk, just, and she's throwing out all the acronyms, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I love it. Ooh, and Steve Cosgrove with uh, Dynamic Trouble and Chris's. I want to tell you how I know Steve. Okay, okay, because I got in a lot of trouble. Uh, I was with American Airlines, and I'm always looking at t- trying to figure out how to make more money. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. So, 25 years with American Airlines. So, I was in corporate, and one day I decided that. Why should Steve have all the money for Interline? So I went very <clears throat> and started learning how to start our travel agency for cruises for Interline. Interline is for people that travel, that work for the Interline industry uh, and for military. And if, correct me, right, Steve, uh, military, police officers. Well, Interline is usually the airline employees, retirees, parents, sometimes parent-in-laws and anyone traveling with them. And it's also for UPS and some of those things. UPS, FedEx, right? Cyber, those folks. And and for the military, correct? Uh, military is kind of a separate deal because some of the cruise lines do it and some don't. And then it depends on the military, whether it's active or veterans, retired, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a whole other set of rules for them. And so same with fire police and Correct, fire, okay. So this is special pricing, and mm-hmm. I'm talking about special pricing. Sometimes the cruise is $10 a day, you know. So it was amazing. So I wanted to capture some of that money for American Airlines. And so I decided to learn all about how I could start the travel agency side and uh, proceeded to um, spearhead the uh, um, American Airlines cruise cruise department. And so one day I got knocked on my door and they said, we want to talk to you in the headquarters. And yeah, that's never good. I've had that. Steve, uh, (laughs) evidently Steve had gone to see my big boss and told him that I was doing this and I shouldn't have been doing that. And that, 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 because I kind of stepped on his toes, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I kept it up. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. Right. And I did. And I retired from America uh, five years, six years ago. And, uh, Steve became my good friend. And I, I did step on his toes because I took a lot of business away from him and I didn't regret it because he made me look good, Steve, but. I thought he was the most amazing gentleman. So now we've come full circle. Well, and, and you left off part of the story, Alex. Yes, oh. let's hear it. Because when they when she left, uh, American decided they wanted to do away with that division. And she t- tried to talk American into letting me have it. Uh-huh. And instead, they sold it off to a company up in Boston. And it went, no, she was like, they won't do anything with it. And sure enough, she was like, oh, my they, goodness. They didn't do anything with That's it. crazy. And it was amazing. It was a huge uh, success. Um, for, uh, it was a tremendous success for American because... Nobody would go book. They would all come to uh, to our department to book, and it was uh, out of um, out, out of out of uh, respect to 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 Steve. I did want them to give it back to Steve or to sell it back, but you know how it is. They go for the big time, but it was uh, it was successful. I traveled around the world besides traveling with American, but I enjoyed it tremendously. Very so, good. Steve, tell us all about it and how can and I think that's important because a lot of people, especially. Uh, People that have worked for American or they work for other, they don't have any idea about this wonderful uh, availability. Well, and really we find who really doesn't know about it, Alex, is the uh, parents of the employees because uh, they're completely out of the loop. Uh, so unless their kids tell them about it, they don't realize they get the discounts with the various cruise lines and hotels and tour operators and stuff like that. Uh, so we've built a bunch of Facebook groups to help them get that information, uh, but they don't know about it. But, uh, you know, they can go to interlinetravel.com, sign up for the emails. Uh, they do have to provide us proof that they're an airline employee or retiree or a parent, and that can be done with an ID or a letter uh, on airline letterhead. So just not anyone can, can get access to the rights and see them. Uh, and then when they book, they've got to provide that uh, proof of eligibility all over again, uh, and that's required by the vendors, uh, basically for their protection. And most of these, yes, they're really good rights, but most of them are very close in. Uh, you know, 30 days. Uh, Last to, minute deals are yeah. amazing. I because mean, airline employees have the flex, most of them have the flexibility of swapping days and taking time off. And, you know, when you're a flight attendant and you're working 20 days a month or 17 days a month, uh, you can swap away your trips and things. So you end up with 10 or 13, 14, 15 days in a row off. And airline employees, uh, I, I joke that the reason they work for the airlines is because they want to travel. So come this weekend, do I mow the lawn or do I go to mm-hmm. Nassau? Nassau. Nassau, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and this is going to make both of you cringe. So I have a ton of kids and we like to go places and we don't have a whole lot of money to be able to afford maybe nicer hotels and airline trips. So um, we fly budget airlines all the time. Mm-hmm. And 
and I love it because you can go somewhere for like 50 bucks round trip and it's just a, I pack a backpack. Every kid gets a backpack. That's your personal item. We shove everything in there. I'm like a master packer rolling, putting things in other things so we can get from <laughs> point like A to Courtney point B, right? And we, we had, uh, we had taken a trip for spring break this year. We go to Florida every year to see my dad. I take the, the budget airline out there and they didn't offer a trip back. So we ended up flying American back <laughs> My kids thought that we were sitting in first class compared to the regular coach seats of our budget airline. And, you know, it had a TV and we could make movies and we got snacks and drinks and it was all for free. And my my poor kids are like, this exists, you know, like I can't even imagine. But it was just it's just so funny. But I think, you know, if you want to have a, a great experience and have the industry secrets and be able to find pricing that you can't see on the internet via some of those big sites that are advertising in your face every single day. Um, I think that you should contact Steve. I mean, he can put together everything for you. For a couple of things. One, don't assume the budget airlines the cheapest. That's a good point. Uh, I've seen American Airlines with $50 fares to, mm-hmm. to Los Angeles. Yep. So you do shop around. Mm-hmm. Um, two, get a credit card that gets miles. Mm-hmm. Check. Uh, of the five credit cards in my wallet, four of them get miles. Uh, so you've always got those in your back pocket. Three, yeah, you want to use a travel agent. I'll give you an example. A friend of mine was Southwest Airlines. She had retired, and she was going down to Australia to give a speech. And uh, she wanted to stay over and had some hotels and places. So she asked me, you know, can you put together the land? You know, I've got the airfare. You know, I already bought that. Or she had booked it. She hadn't bought it, fortunately. And I said, okay. And so uh, we got together and got packaged together and everything. And I called Rita back, and I said, uh, how much are you paying for the airfare? And she told me, and I went, well, here's what the cost of the package is going to be. And it was less than what the airfare was. And she goes, okay. She says, uh, well, that was more than I was thinking. And I went, Rita, that price includes the airfare. <laughs> she oh, goes, what? Wow. And I said, yeah, it's a total package. It's the air, the hotel, everything. She goes, last time I waste six hours on the computer right. trying to find airfare. Um, and what about travel insurance? You know, here I am, the old insurance lady, but like, absolutely take it out on everything. Yes. And in fact, uh, we'll announce in about three or four weeks, uh, one insurance company is coming out with an annual plan. Oh, okay. Uh, now it won't cover if you, you know, miss your trip or something like that, but it's a annual plan that's going to cover medical lost bags, trip delay, you know, all the stuff. And the reason you want that is, particularly if you're traveling internationally, mm-hmm. typically your company insurance won't cover you when you're on vacation and out of the country. You go down to Mexico, mm-hmm. they don't care you have Medicare or that you have insurance. Mm-hmm. They want cash. And lots of it. Or you need to provide the travel insurance mm-hmm. that's going to be able to pay it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've got kids, you know something goes wrong, you're going to be going to the local ER. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, I've heard horror stories where you you and your family go on a trip and somebody breaks an arm and you're out of the country. Your insurance doesn't carry over to that. Mm-hmm. They want their money right now. And we're talking inflated costs, right? Yeah. And, and I have one situation where I can't remember if it was a customer of mine, but they had either heart attack or something and they had to be airlifted back into the States. Yeah, that ain't cheap. I mean, that's, those are things that I think where I, the, I tell people, you know, they ask about travel insurance. I says, it's wasted money right up until you need it. Mm-hmm. And then it's the best investment mm-hmm. you ever made. Yep. I take it out for everything, even if we're just going, you know, over to Florida or over to California, because you just never know. Never and know. I think I, I've had it to a lot of my clients. Yeah. Have it. Yeah. Especially when you die, even if it, I had a client that passed away in Alaska, in a, one of the cruises. Mm-hmm. And just to bring them from Alaska back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. was a tremendous amount of money. Mm-hmm. And he was an interline co- person. But it is very dangerous because you don't have that kind of cash for 2%. Right. And, and I think you just, you know, it goes back to what we've talked about so many times, the it won't happen to me, you know, and it happens. Steve, I've got to ask you a question. Are we starting packages to Israel yet? Uh, not packages, but I mean, for individuals, yes, Israel has reopened, particularly if you've got the vaccine again. Everything's going to be keyed on. You've got the vaccine and you've got the vaccine card. When do you expect the tours back to for Israel? Uh, I would say by fall, easily. Okay. Do you think before uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah? It could be, yes. Wow. Uh, you know, Israel's one of those countries, I think they're at 80, 85% vaccinated. Uh, they've been very proactive about it. So they've got their country in pretty good shape. 
And so they're going to let others come in who are vaccinated. And I know people, you know, they don't want to get the vaccine shots and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. But you're going to find your travel is limited, at least for the next couple of years of where you can go. Uh, You're going to find, uh, I think, some resorts require it uh, to come to their resorts. Uh, It's just it's going to make life a whole lot easier if you've just got the vaccine, you got the vaccine card. uh, Your travel opportunities are going to be so much more. What are some places that you've seen that maybe you would not recommend or maybe people should not consider and maybe another place would be a better alternative? You mean besides Brazil and India? Yeah, I was going to ask about that because I've seen that there's been some some in, increased numbers kind of yeah. going crazy yeah. down there. Yeah, Why? I, I, I mean, they didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, I saw that there's. Uh, that's a big issue, but there's now new strains and everything else yeah. that are yeah. popping it, up. It mutates, and, and that's the danger we have. Mm-hmm. And the mutation could turn, and even the vaccine we have not be as effective. Right. So, effective. Steve, real quick, what do you recommend traveling in the state of Texas or in the state of in, in let's say United States? Where do where well would in you Texas? Recommend? In Texas, I like the Hill Country, Fredericksburg, mm-hmm. down that area. And we um, can book the, our packages through you. Yeah, or you can get in the car and drive down there. There are a lot of great bed and breakfasts down there. Uh, domestically, uh, of course, Disney. Uh, we sell a lot of that. Uh, Is Disney already open? Yes. It's been open yes. for a it's while. Been open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does have some limits to how many they allow in the park and, and that kind of stuff. Wow. Steve, thank you so much for being here this evening. It's amazing that we're, we can travel with you. So I hope you put a package together for Alexander and friends so that we can take a big hop to Oaxaca. To Oaxaca, Steve. And if you are looking for information... Let me put my glasses on here. We have got Dynamic Travel and Cruises, Steve Cosgrove. You can reach him at stevec at dynamictravel.com. We're going to go ahead and post this information to our Facebook page. And um, he is out of South Lake. And I think you had mentioned there's another retail store that you've got that's going to hopefully be opening back up in Yeah, runway, runway 31L right next door. Awesome. Wow. So exciting. I can't so wait. Exciting. I can't so wait. today was a good show. Kind of all over the place. All Home warranty place. and travel. But I think it's but that's two life. great things. Yes. Life, yes. health, wealth, and love. Everything um, together. And I love traveling. Yes. I'm excited to get back back on the plane and start going some places again. So let's recap with the website, alexanderandfriends.com. That's it. We've got all of our podcasts from our previous episodes that are there. I love pictures, and it's got a brief summary of what we're talking about that that particular show. We've also got the links on our Facebook page, Alexander and Friends 660. And our show is every Saturday night, 10 p.m. on 660 a.m. The Answer. And we hope to see you next Saturday night. Have a good evening. Night. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.